Josh, we're back. It's episode four of the PodMax podcasts, and as you know and I know, all are welcome. All are welcome. <laughs> I I I get the strange feeling you're not just opening up this to everybody being welcome. I feel like there's a deeper meaning to that line, and we're gonna find out exactly what that meaning is right here, right now on the PodMax podcast. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. I love it so much. Go ahead. <laughs> I texted you the other day, all are welcome. And then I gave you a little gif or meme or whatever of the woman from Poltergeist. And uh, you're like, what the heck? And who the heck is that? I was like, come on. I thought you is knew it, what this meant. <laughs> is it? Is it a GIF or is it a GIF? That's going to be on our next episode. <laughs> Seriously, very though, true, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I assume that you know everything 80s referenced. But uh, yeah, everyone is welcome to the PodMax podcast. And uh, we're always so happy and delighted to be here to share our insights yeah. and strategies and tips when it comes to the podcasting industry and business. So as you and I know... Mm -hmm. We have segments. We What's do. We do, we do, we do. Yeah, segments feel good. We've always spoken about creating a show with segments we just never did. And now when we were talking about creating this show, we're like, the time is now. It's a 30-minute show, which really, how well is that working out, right? And we said, yeah. we're going we're gonna to give three segments and we meet prior to the show like we always have. But what's great about those meetings, right, is we already have the outline. It's like, all right, what's, what are we talking about in segment one? And we all come, we each come to the table with the, with our ideas and we compare notes and it's like, great, that's what we're going to talk about segment one. What's segment two? And it just, it's just a great flow for creating a show structure. Yeah, I love it. As you're talking and buying me some time, I'm trying to share it here <laughs> on on Air Brands. Uh, but yeah, the segments are great. So the first one is pros in the know. So this or is, is it? We... I'm sorry, or is it pro in the know? Pro I'm in just, the know. Yeah, well, only yeah. because I see what's written. You're right. I don't know. You're absolutely right. It Maybe is. it's written incorrectly. <laughs> but bros in the know, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, this is where we bring some industry insights, some relevant news. And I found an article uh, that was published yesterday, Josh, where mm -hmm. uh, the headline, it's attention grabbing for me. It said the top 1% of podcasts receive 99% of downloads. So I'll repeat that. 1% of podcasts received 99% of the downloads. So why is that? And that's from a recent Axios report. And hmm. what does that mean? So the Rogans of the world, the Tim Ferrisses of the world, uh, you know, top shows from NPR, like uh, how I built this, hmm. uh, get the majority of downloads. And some of the reasons why, and I'm just going to summarize the article yeah. here, is that um, podcasts are not currently centralized. And what does that mean? It means that it's not all in one place to get a show, right? To get a pod, to, to, to listen to a podcast. It's all mm. over. You can go to Spotify. You can go to, you can go, you can go a million different places. So there isn't one place uh, that you can grab a show and it's making it difficult for people to, to gain traction or build an audience that way. So we as independent podcasters have to rely on organic growth, which we all know it means slow growth, <laughs> patient growth. Um, and 
uh, Buzzsprout, who we're going to become fast friends with, the founder or the co-founder of Buzzsprout, uh, mentioned that getting to the top 1% of a podcast, um, you know, of downloads that we just mentioned here is like hitting the lotto. Mm, so you have to, right. I mean, you have to understand that when you get into podcasting and you and I always sort of kind of chuckle behind the scenes and even, you know, to people who ask us, they're like, I want to start a show and how do I become Joe Rogan? I want to make this like my career. I'm like, okay, you're about 12 to 15 years too late, but, um, yeah, yeah. There's um there's there's some interesting things in the article that also talk about um how advertising or advertisers are starting to see the trajectory and the benefits of advertising on platforms like Spotify and iHeart and Apple and now Amazon, as we mentioned last week, um, jumping into the game and sort of centralizing now uh, shows, and um, they are beginning to put ad dollars into these platforms. And here's the best part of the article that um, I just want to give a shout out to Ashley King, who put this out there. And I'll, I'll throw the, the source of this article into the show notes that um, the big gamble may pay off in the future as podcasting advertising revenue is expected to grow a whopping 1,478% over the next three years years wow. so that's massive growth compared to advertising on the internet radio and television so what do you have to say Josh? Yeah. well speaking of all of this i was reading um so here's another article that connects right to this our good friend jordan harbinger you know jordan harbinger if you don't Go look him up. Follow the man. He's absolutely brilliant. He's attended as a uh, master class keynote twice in our PodMax events. And really, uh, why twice? Because the first time wasn't enough. We were like, my goodness, we have to bring you back. And we did uh, to you know teach a class and to speak to our community. But I was reading that, so he's in he's in that top 1% of show hosts. He's massive, he's good, he's big. So I was reading this article that he spends to advertise his show. So as an advertiser and his product is his show, he spends $40,000 a month. That's four zero, $40,000 a month on advertising each month to promote his show. Specifically, he does what's called host reads. So he pays other hosts uh, up to $40,000 a month spread across his budget there for hosts to live read the um, to uh, uh, his, his ad, which is driving traffic to his show. I bring this up for one specific reason, as you were talking about advertisers, is because he, and, and he's, he's like, you know, um, toyed with this and, and gotten it perfect. He doesn't necessarily look for a specific demographic or number of audience members. What he looks for are shows with an active and engaged audience. Isn't that so much more important? And Eric, don't we always talk about that when people are like, a little short-sighted, they're like, well, if I'm gonna get on a show, I wanna make sure that they have X amount of listeners. How many listeners do they have? Do they have 10,000? Do they have 100? Do they have a million listeners? Well, what if they only had 100 listeners? But boy, do those 100 listeners take action. And boy, do those listeners really do what the host pushes them to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, so true. And I think people are slowly beginning to realize everything you said, uh, because over time, it's starting to prove itself. It's starting to show people the results that over time, if you stick with it, whether on one side of the mic or the other, the podcast uh, you know, platform works. And it works really well and it, it connects people at a much, much, much deeper level. Um, so like you said, it's kind of short-sighted to sort of see the guesting on a show or starting your own show is like, okay, well, I need to get to do a million listeners and I need to convert all those listeners to buyers. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight. That Anything in business doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. going in with that expectation is setting yourself up for disappointment. And when you said doing this works getting on shows or hosting a show works, personally, you need to figure out what that metric is, right? What signifies success? What's the KPI? What means, is this working? Yeah. When I started my show, uh, my KPI was positioning in the industry. I said, you know what? I want to be uh, an eventual admired, respected, and podcast host, somebody who is acknowledged as one. So off, out of the gate, what is going to get me there? Well, I have to start producing shows as as good as I can. So if and when people tune in, it's not terrible, right? So I just got to have some level of skill and talent here. But then also, I want to, before people even get get wind of who I am and that I'm on the scene, I want to have 25, 50, 75 shows. So my goal is to just pump out as many shows as I can to sort of legitimize that path for me. So that was out of the gate, my work. So it's like, oh, who is this guy talking about getting on shows and doing shows and interview? Oh, okay. Well, he's got one of his own and I guess he's got some credibility there. Yeah. One thing I wanted to highlight before we move on to our next segment here, which is build it and they will come that, um, when you start your own show, and you think about advertising. Well, if you're doing it right and you're using it as, a, as an adjunct or a complement to your business, there's some sort of marketing play involved. Well, isn't that the perfect spot for you to promote what you do for a living or some mm. business or partnership that you may have? So I would not necessarily look for, you know, 1-800 mattress to come and give me money for my, my spots, but I would rather leverage that for use of my time, my energy and what I'm doing or what someone that's close to me, hey, there's a business over there that I'm really close to or I want to have a relationship with and potentially turn them into a client. Well, boom, how's about some free advertising for you whenever you're on my show? Things like that. You have to sort of think yeah. out of the box. So Josh, yeah. with that being said, and also wait, just to wrap up that, that yeah. uh, segment, um, that quote, and I'll say it again, that 1,478% is projected in growth over the next few years when it comes to podcasting and advertising. So obviously a very, very good space to be in right now if you are in podcasting. Two things before we move on. Good morning to you to Orlin. Good morning to you to David. Thank you as always for tuning in. And uh, look what Larry Roberts wrote. He said, vanity metrics kill many podpreneurs or mm. pod rip podrepreneurs. They pod simply yeah, I'll get back to that in a minute. They simply <laughs> they simply don't draw the line between engagement and automated feed downloads. It's true. Mm. So whatever those numbers are. But um, maybe saved for another episode. He wrote yeah. po pod podrepreneurs. Podrepreneurs. Mm. 
Could we well, really just take the preneur suffix and add anything? I've, yeah. uh, what is a podpreneur? Somebody podpreneur. who, I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I like that, Larry. Good one. What, we'll have to find <laughs> out exactly what, like, are, are we all podpreneurs just by having a show or is it a certain kind of a host with something else? All we'll right, figure right. it out. We'll, we'll find figure out. We'll figure it out. So off and on to our next segment, which still is on us to create the sound effects are pelted and they will come. <laughs> yep. We'll get there. Yeah. What do we got here, Josh? There's something cool, big that's happening and exciting that we're currently building and modifying and updating. What is that? Is it? It's our it's our website. Uh, like I think any good business uh, should have a website. I don't think there's any argument there. But yet there are some show hosts and podcasts that do not have a website. I always find that peculiar. But we're going to talk about our website, podmax.co, which up until this point has, I mean, it's always, it's always grown and evolved. And now it's to the point where we just have to sort of um, tear it down and build it back up. Because over the past year plus, it was really just to sell a ticket to a PodMax event. So we were sort of putting Band-Aids on and erasing things and each month really updating. And, and then it's become just a whole hodgepodge and our business, of course, evolved and we have different offerings and different goals and things we want to achieve. So we're in the process now of working with one of our extraordinary colleagues, Jeff Venn, who has come to, I think he'll be on his fourth pod max as a guest and he's certainly he's always a standout attendee and the more we work with him and he shows up the more we get to know him he's just such a great guy i love his message i love who he is he's cool he's fun eric i know you had the luxury to hang out with him recently so yeah. what's am what's amazing is he came to us so he runs a creative agency down in florida that creates websites and more and he came to us he saw the opportunity and said, hey guys, why don't I put something together with you to, to help you improve your website? He saw what we needed even before we even spoke about it, which is smart on him. And if we're gonna go out, first of all, we didn't even, it wasn't even on our front page to-do list because it keeps growing and building the website in a much more valuable form just always got pushed to the side. So he saw the need, who better as a vendor for us to consider that as soon as Eric calls me and he's like, we have a meeting with Jeff Venn about building our website. My, my mind exploded. I was like, he's hired. How perfect is like, right? Like, yes, yes. Let's please take that meeting. He's yeah. not a stranger. We know mm -hmm. him. We like him. We trust him. That's always what we talk about. It's so good. Yeah. Isn't it all about relationships? I mean, people do mul multiple things and people, there's so many people doing, you know, website development and creation or, you know, a podcast production, but don't you always gravitate towards the people that you, like I always say, know, like, and trust. So Jeff Venn is one of us. He's a client, he's a friend, and now he's going to become a partner in helping us to build and create and update everything that we're doing on the website. So yeah, I mean, it's a no brainer when Jeff was like, hey, I'm noticing like I'd like a doctor. Hey, I, I see that there's something happening here and I'm diagnosing that. Oh, you've got a little limp there. Uh, why don't I take a closer look at it? I'm like, you know what? It's, I just been I just been living. 
I've been living with this, bro. I, I thank you for noticing. <laughs> I just I got right. so used to it. <laughs> and and like I I just never made the time to go see the doctor, but thank you for 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 like I I guess how cool doctors should come back to making yeah. home visits right after covid, yeah. of course. But yeah. uh it's it sounds like what he did. And he we've spoken about this before and what's amazing is Jeff has invested money into us time and time again. He's worked with us and then he just happened to see the opportunity. So doesn't it make sense? And he's not the first in our ecosystem to do that. There are others on our team. There are others, close colleagues, friends and partners that they pay us for services. We pay them for services. It's just so good. And one of the things that blew my mind, um, few months ago when I heard Grant Cardone say it, because everybody wants to work with Grant, right? Like they're emailing him, hey, how can we work together? He said straight out, he said, you know the, the best and the quickest way to work with me? Work with me. So start, he said, start buying my products, start showing up at my events, start coming, you know, work with me. Yeah, perfect example of that. And then I wanted to pick your brain about this specific uh, industry because you know you're you, you're you're an expert when it comes to web development and creation um, that MC Lobster our good friend you know, with the cash flow ninja uh, I think he's moving on to his 600th episode or beyond wow. uh, yeah insane uh, he had Grant Cardone on his show right that's not an easy get right I think you have to pay upwards of six figures to get him to do anything with you um, speaking of what Josh said MC is and was a client of Grant's and participated and invested with Cardone Capital. So of course he's going to be on his show. Of course he's going to do anything he can to help because they work together. So like you said, uh, you know, you want to do business me with me, do business with me. But I, I wanted to add um, or you know some some value to people who are listening to this segment when it comes to build it and they will come specifically here websites. Josh, why is it still relevant to have a website? Oh my goodness. Um, how, how can it be? I mean, people still go to Google and search different things. I mean, if we're talking about, let's say you quote unquote, just have a podcast. When I came out a few years ago with the hidden entrepreneur brand and podcast right out of the gate. Yeah. A, a podcast, a, a, a website was a no brainer for me because I need a home base right? I need somewhere where I can control all of the content, that I can expand on the content, that I can have people comment on it and do things with it. And that's only going to help if people are in Google searching for the product, service, or theme that I provide. Yeah, I love that, dude. It's it, it's something that I was also sort of putting on the back burner. And, and you mentioned mm. earlier to me, it's like, you know, the Entrepreneur Circle website, where is that? Well, when it finally launched under the ericcabral.co, if you haven't checked it out, that's the place to go. I um, noticed the soft launch last November up till now. Um, it's gaining traction. I'm not promoting it at all. Somehow, like you said, Google is sending people there. And now I'm getting more and more pitches to be on the show. I'm getting more people that are interested in the show and not just the show, but about all of our businesses because I tucked in everything that we do under that umbrella. So yeah, it's it's funny how websites are still relevant. There was a point in time where I didn't think it was. You know, A few years ago, I was like, all you got to do is have social profiles, which you definitely do but you have to have all the spokes on the wheel. And one of them is obviously a website. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Agreed. What's coming up next, brother? What do we got? We have the segment called "Have You Ever?" Again, uh, an homage, if you will, to our good our good friend Andy Rooney. He's not a good friend, but um, <laughs> we we admire him. We respect him, right? You know, that's a. I always say, I don't know who our demographic <laughs> is, but but we know Andy Rooney. Do you know Andy Rooney from the oh, sixty God. minutes? You know, it's funny, Eric. I was going to send you a link. I um I went to YouTube the other day and I I googled uh, or YouTubed. I, I looked up. Uh, I searched. Andy Rooney and of course all of his clips what's the deal with all the variations of bottled water I mean how many different ways can you package liquid water was that really something he asked yeah there there was like a whole segment on bottled water and on his desk he has like 30 you know of the like popular things and he's like this one says it comes directly from France I wonder what the import fees on that one was oh god I have to ask the question because I'm sure people are wondering is he still with us I you know I I I, I, what is this a stern segment (laughs) where alive or dead my goodness I have no idea yeah the Deadpool that's what he uh he 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 is in his 90s because uh, mm. I did see on my YouTube search, there was yeah. a clip of his last 60 minutes um, clip where he was retiring. Uh, you know, more safer. Of, yeah. Speaking of icons in their 90s, didn't Larry King pass recently? I think. I think, I think he did. There's, there's yeah. another one. We need yeah. fact check. But anyway, okay. So yeah. what's your have you ever? Yeah. Now that we're, now that we're all joyed and <laughs> up and peppy. <laughs> Did he die? Did he die? Is he still alive? <laughs> Jesus. Gee, Jesus Christ. What did I tune into here? <laughs> Who's that? Is that Christopher so, Walken? Who I don't know. Good, good reference. Everyone, have a, and, everyone has a Walken impression, by the way. And does it get better than Walken in, in Annie Hall? You remember him in Annie <laughs> Hall? Yeah. And then yeah, he, yeah. A young, strapping lad he was in that movie. And then walk in in uh, what was the uh, the Tarantino with the with oh the with coin. the watch the watch oh the watch oh, the watch, <laughs> the watch. this watch, watch. This yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't the, we can't repeat it this is a family show it is it is but the movie is a uh, Pulp Fiction right oh yeah Pulp Fiction yeah. absolutely it's like how many celebrities like each scene it's like wow he's Ooh, in this too yeah. she's in this too it's crazy that marked uh, Bruce Willis's not just John Travolta's comeback but I would say that marked Bruce Willis's comeback uh yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, thank you, Todd. Todd in the comments. I guess we're 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 literally almost ten years late. Did Andy Rooney? Yeah, ten years ago, <laughs> according to Google. Thank you, Andy Todd. Rooney died November fourth, two thousand eleven. Oh, may wow. he rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, but still, we're still talking about him. And you know what? I think he did die in his nineties, early nineties, mm-hmm. at least. So, um, Thanks, Todd. I I always say, if I make it to my nineties and then go. It's not a sad day, is it? Isn't that like, wow, he made it to 90. Yeah. That's incredible. Good I lived for... a good life. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever, um, during the same time that I was Googling on YouTube, mm. which I don't know if that's called Googling, uh, YouTubing. So yeah. I, I was searching on YouTube for, for Andy Rooney. I also then got a little uh, vain and I was like, I'm going to search myself. Type in my own name. So, have you ever, uh, as a podcast host or guest, typed in your own name on YouTube? Now, I did, and boy, was I excited and pleasantly surprised because what it did is it showed me at least six or eight YouTube videos. 
mm-hmm. of guest appearances when I was on shows that I didn't even know a, I didn't realize they already released, or I didn't realize that they have the video YouTube portion up there. I was very excited. Have yeah. you ever uh, searched yourself on YouTube, Eric? I, I have. So same exact thing happened to you. I, I, I searched myself on YouTube and then all of a sudden there were dozens of podcast appearances over the course of years. Isn't it great? Yeah. And some of which I had recorded a long time ago and they only published recently. I I have to admit, speaking of, I literally have hundreds of videos in the archives that I have done nothing with, which, you know, as we grow and start to build our teams, you know, we need a Mm -hmm. video, you know, uh, department that takes the content that we all now have with Zoom and start uh, producing it and creating it, putting lower thirds and flying graphics and Mm. all the stuff that you would come to expect for video so yeah i mean it's it's wonderful to to have the content at your 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 reach uh but what you do with it is critical um because don't we all know we should be producing and 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 creating content that's constantly being distributed all the time so yeah i think the the youtubers or the people that are producing podcasts good for you and thank you for putting josh's stuff and my stuff out there but anyone who's listening or watching this Consider that your YouTube, your videos on Zoom, give it to an editor, hire someone to start producing the content for you and creating micro chunks and micro content that's constantly getting sprinkled Mm. every day, every week. So let's tie this back to segment number two with the website. Why have a website? Because First of all, I always get a little sick to my stomach when we have that conversation like you were just talking about, about all the content that's out there. Yeah. Because I know that we're leaving so much opportunity on the yeah. table. It's like, yeah, there are like dozens of videos that we didn't produce that were produced with us as a guest, let's say, forgetting about that, then all of the content we produce that is that that has so much so much room to grow that it isn't. But imagine if what I want to do and what I have done in the past is on my website, which I think is really the only space for this, it wouldn't work on my social platforms because it would get lost and there's no real way. Um, I want to, if somebody wants to consider me for their show or consider doing business with us or anything that could possibly be utilizing me for, go to my website, right? And that's where Mm. I want them to get a full picture and I can control that narrative, including on my about page. um, Well, not on the about page. On my, I have a media appearances tab where Mm. I used to embed all of the shows that I was a guest on. I stopped doing it at least a year ago, which means those are some older videos, even like a year shelf life. It's like, yeah. oh, don't, don't go to those, right? Which I guess is good because it shows I've grown a little bit, but I'd love to now go back to some of these. I mean, I have, I, I was a guest on MC show, mm. on, on uh, Yerusi show, yes. right? I mean, these are great appearances from colleagues of ours. And I'm yeah. like, okay, but no, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. What a wonderful way to Josh, to, to re-engage people that you haven't spoken to in a while. So say you do tap into the archives and dig in the crates, uh, for old videos that you've recorded. Well, you can always reach out to them and say, Hey, I know I just, uh, pushed this out recently, but here it is. You know, imagine if they reached out to you, those podcasts that you discovered on YouTube and they were like, Hey, by the way, you know, this took six months. It took a year, but it's there. Go, go have at it. 
a conversation starting again. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? What's the updates? How's business? How's life? You know, it just gives another opportunity for you to reestablish connections that were made in the past and That's then right. sort of reignite that stuff. So I'm going to go back once more to uh, connect the segments here. What I also used to do, and I say this because it's just like updating our website. Uh, it falls on mm. the wayside because there are seemingly more pressing things to do, and that just gets get shot. What I used to do for each new episode for the Hidden Entrepreneur Show that I would release, I would create a new a new post on my website, embed you know the in, embed the show, embed the guest's image, the description. But then also because like many of us, we simultaneously record the video portion of the podcast, I would upload it to YouTube and then embed the YouTube video on the podcast page. So if the episode with Eric Cabral is my guest, you want to listen to it. Here's the embedded player. You want to read about it. You want to watch. Here's the YouTube video. So it's a whole great thing, but I ain't got time for that right now. To do all that. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I just don't. It's unfortunate. And that's <laughs> yeah. why I get a little sick to my stomach. I know, right? We're always trying to level up and improve. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never get there. I'll be 90 years old, um, you know, and... Yeah. What did what did Todd write? You want to read his comment here? It's uh it's a whole episode. You, go, in you go ahead and read it. I'm I'm pulling the strings behind the scenes. You go ahead and read it. All right. He wrote, "What if you did a handful of guest appearances every quarter, and then curated them into your own podcast feed? Mm -hmm. Can you build your authority and audience by repurposing your guest appearances without having to create your own show from scratch?" And all Ooh. the heavy lifting that comes with that. This is so good. Thanks. What for is that. he saying? I, yeah, I, I have an idea here. Yeah. Um, First of all, what is he asking? Re reiterate the question. He, yeah. So he's basically saying that if you have the content that was recorded as a guest on shows, and you correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, you can compile these things, create them, consolidate, and start oh creating God. promotion pieces out of it for you and your message and you control it 100% because now you're like, Oh, I said something cool there. Oh, this is a great, this is a good piece of advice. And then now you can start creating content is because isn't that what yeah. we're all looking for? But you know what also he's saying, which mm. the, the short answer is yes. And I think we we've also had this conversation, which is fascinating. So let's say like like we said, I went on YouTube and I found, wow, there are there are six. Where have we heard this before? There are six shows here of me as a guest mm -hmm. that I didn't realize. Yeah. Can I take those six guest appearances? and create a new podcast feed and then promote it. So uh, it's it's the Josh Carey show. Yeah. But it's me in each episode is me Got as it. a guest. Yes. Meanwhile, that's what that's what we're doing with liftoff, so to speak. Remember, we were right, going to take their right. It's a cool but, idea, Todd. But here's a piece of advice that I want to give to everyone who's listening is that no one's doing this and i'm even talking about the pros uh you when when you're a guest on someone's show and there's most likely a zoom uh you know platform being used there ask or request that you get recording capabilities mm -hmm. now you'll often get oh how do i do that simply tell them to go to the participants area uh, of zoom find your name and go hover to the right a blue box will pop up that says more mm -hmm. they hover over click it and it says all these things make him a host make her a host allow to uh, allow ability to record 
then what that does is you don't have to seek them out after the interview and say, hey, by the way, um, can you send me over a link or exactly. after you download it, put it up to Dropbox for me? Exactly. You already have the content. And what you're going to do is ask for permission and tell them what you're going to do with it. I'm not going to do anything crazy with it. All I'm going to do is give it to my team who's going to chop it up and create some valuable content for us. Uh, do you mind? 100% of the time, they'll say yes. And they'll True. thank you for pointing out that that could be done because most people don't know you could do that. Yeah. Amazing. So, so Todd, that is an actual great idea. There's no reason you can't do that. Curate your own guest spots, get them into a podcast feed and then promote season one of uh, Josh Carey appearances or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Right. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Thanks for this, that, Todd the summer of 2020 or whatever it is. And, <laughs> and is. again, another opportunity to re-engage those hosts and say, hey, look at this. I created a compilation. Do you want to share it? It's promoting you as well in your podcast. Amazing. So, all good stuff. Jeez, the, yeah. the time moves too fast. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? We're at uh, the end of the road here. Let's wrap it up. So pros in the know was our first segment, which we talked about an article written by big shout out to Ashley King uh, that was talking about how the top 1% of podcasts receive 99% of downloads. So what does that mean? Try not to hit the lotto and become a number one, top number 1% podcaster, but own your space, stick with it and know that the industry is growing at a rapid rate nearly 1500% growth over the next few years. So and it also right means, and it also means yeah. that um, it's, it's more important for an active or engaged audience over just vanity metrics, as Larry Robert pointed out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the, la the second segment uh, in build it and they will come, we talked about websites, Josh. Yeah. Um, the fact that uh, we're pulling from because he approached us, which was a great thing. Uh, we're, we're in a conversation with Jeff Venn, who's in our industry and part of our network and has come to four uh, um, PodMax events so far. And a website is, is probably to your advantage to, to keep updated and done and, right. And Josh, how, how often do you think, because in, in the branding world, when it comes to logos and branding and refreshing, it's often viewed anywhere between five years or, or, or more, usually where you, before you consider a brand refresh, when would you mm -hmm. say people should update their websites? Every day. I mean, really, well, you know, they say like that. No, I know, but but really, they say your your website is is, is always evolving, right? It's never mm -hmm. completely finished. So, I mean, I, I'm not being facetious. I'm just saying that you're always going to add, um, you're always going to adjust and change. Um, what every year consider? I, I don't know if you're talking about mm -hmm. like a whole entire rebrand, but yeah, I'm talking about a brand refresh. But yeah, it's it's it it, it yeah. it's it needs attention. Your website, which, exactly. which yeah, finally where we're doing. Okay. Um, and then the last segment, have you ever searched yourself Yeah, <laughs> on YouTube? Yeah. yeah, go to YouTube, put your name in, and you might be surprised, uh, especially as a show host and or show yeah. guest, uh, what you see. And uh, like, like Todd said, maybe there's something to be said about you embed those new videos on your website. Maybe you mm -hmm. compile them in some creative way. And also use it as a tool to become more self-aware. So watch what you're doing, listen to what you're doing. If you can't watch it, at least listen to it and start taking some, you know, mental notes. Did I say that correctly? Could I have been short-winded? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going rambling on here. So use it as a good tool 
for you to improve. And um, with that being said, that's it for us, folks. Thanks so yeah. much for tuning in to Right Pod Max Podcast, episode number four. We'll see you next week. Same time, same bad channel. Hope we added some value in your life today. Welcome to the Podmax Podcast.